like to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where each and every day I bring on new business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at Ask Adam Torres to keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, moneymatterstoptips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have Dr. Charles Herman on the line. He's the President and Chief Medical Officer over at Somatics. Uh, Charles, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me today. So I'm excited to get more into what you're doing over at Somatics and what kind of um, problems you're looking to solve. But before we do that, let's get a little bit more into your background. So how did you get started in your career? So Adam, I'm a physician by training, and uh, so I went to medical school. I still practice part-time as a physician clinically. I've been involved as an executive in uh, health system as well. I'm on the faculty of a couple medical schools, and several years ago became increasingly more interested and involved in the business of healthcare. I went back a few years ago and got my MBA at the Wharton School of Business. And one of the areas that interested me the most was the intersection of digital health and IT and clinical medicine. And really how we're really just at the tip of the iceberg now on the applications in digital health that can help people to prevent disease, improve their healthcare, have increased access to care, and in particular, how artificial intelligence and machine learning, which are just starting to have clinical impact now, can be applied to improving patients' health and keeping them healthier out of the hospital or improving their care once they leave the hospital. And that's a lot of, of what Somatics does, and I became involved with Somatics uh, about a year and a half ago, and we're doing some really, really interesting things in, in that arena that I'm excited to talk about. I, I, I love what you're doing, and I, I love the thought process of where this can go. Um, I think, And I also think that's a great transition. Let's get a little bit more into somatics and what you're doing um, with wearable and, and other devices. Um, so let's just start with maybe a breakdown of uh, what kind of projects the company's working on that you can talk about. Absolutely. So somatics is a really unique company. We offer a platform which is very, very different than almost anything else out there. We have patented technology that through our software can be, don't, can be downloaded on an existing smartwatch or band if someone already has that type of wearable, or we have our own low-cost smart band that provides access to our technology. What our technology does is it takes the gestures from the sensors in the smart band, which otherwise are relatively useless gestures if you, if you think about just the raw data, but what the machine learning and the artificial intelligence does is it interprets those gestures and can actually turn them into clinical insights. So purely from patients' movements, we can track them. We can see if they're wandering, which is particularly important in, in elder patients and nursing home patients. We can track their fluid intake and if they're at a risk for dehydration. We can track whether they're at a risk for fall or if they've fallen. We can track uh, in the next couple months a new feature that's coming online, which is actually whether someone took a pill when they were supposed to by tracking the movement of their fingers to their hand and whether they follow that with a sip of water to take a pill uh, and a whole other host of potentially really important features such as activity tracking, trending whether someone's activity level is dropping over time that might be a predictor that they're deteriorating in terms of their health. 
Uh, we can track sleep patterns, not only how much someone sleep, slept, but also the quality of that sleep. If they got out of bed in the middle of the night when they were sleeping, if they're at a risk for fall in the middle of the night because they're, say, going to, the, to, to use the bathroom in the middle of the night. These are all very, very powerful clinical insights that we actually can detect purely through patients' movements through their wearable using these machine learning and artificial intelligence algorithms. Really, really powerful stuff. Uh, and, you know, just through insights from gestures and through movements, we can tell all of these potentially powerful and clinically important features that uh, can affect patients' behavior and whether or not they're running into trouble from a clinical point of view. Wow, and one thing that just sticks out in my mind just immediately from having this type of technology is it's it's really that um, this will allow people as they age to, if they choose to, to want to continue to stay in their homes longer because absolutely um, versus going to assisted living um, sooner than later if they, if they don't want to, right? I mean, some of these new right. resorts that are being built, I mean, just to be honest, I want to move in. <laughs> like some of them That's are right. amazing, but, uh, but uh, for those that want to stay home longer and, you know, whose kids aren't in state anymore or in town, which we know many people right. have moved away nowadays. It's just addressing a huge amount of the demographic um, and, and really allowing people a better quality of life. So that's, I mean, that's amazing. You, um, you really uh, you really hit on one of our value propositions. So our, our platform for monitoring patients is called Safe Being, and one of our value propositions is what we call being able to age in place. One mm -hmm. of the, when you look at the, the marketing data, and consumer preferences, you're absolutely right. One of the greatest fears of patients as they get older is that they are going to be taken from their homes and they lose their independence. So if we can keep people safer and healthier, but still monitored in an unobtrusive way, just through a, a wearable, it's really what patients want. It's really what the market wants. One of our first installations, you asked about projects, one of our first installations was in a chain of elder care facilities, including independent living facilities. And not only does it allow the clinical staff at those facilities, for example, a nurse manager that might be overseeing an independent living facility, we also have dashboards for the patient who can monitor his or her own clinical activities and see if there's something worrisome going on or they can get reminders if they forgot to take their medications or alerts if their activity level dropped or they're not drinking enough fluids. We also have an app for family members and so one of the most popular features we have is that, let's say you have an elderly parent that you're worried about and you don't live really close that so you can check on them all the time, you can receive alerts and be able to track them on your cell phone or your tablet or your, or your watch mm. uh, from a distance. And so it's a really, really popular feature uh, of our software that family members, in addition to the patients themselves and caregivers, can track these patients and get insights into how the family member is doing and, and really, really a, a very popular feature of the technology. Wow. And, uh, and not, not, not putting you on the hook for this, but how far do you think this goes in terms of, in terms of being able to um, help people with these wearables? I'm just curious just to hear from somebody from your perspective. Well, I really think it's just the beginning of how wearables are going to be able to influence patients' health. Just think about the amount of data that is on a wearable if you're wearing it all day in terms of where you are, what you're mm -hmm. doing, uh, the, a lot of the features we detect through gestures. Uh, you've probably heard about some of the new features on the Apple uh, iWatch that can also 
detect heart rate and heart rhythm and whether someone mm-hmm. might be having an irregular heart rate. So think about all these things together. The, the more There's more power and more data. And so if you combine some of the features that we track through gesture detection with some of the newer features that are out there on other wearables and put them all together in one place, it's really, really a powerful data set in being able mm-hmm. to predict who might be running into trouble, who might be uh, having problems at home that need additional monitoring or earlier interventions. Uh, mm-hmm. That's that's where we're seeing great value. And so we have many, many potential use cases. We're already installed, as I mentioned, in a chain of nursing home and independent living elder care facilities. We're also in the home care market already. A home care company, uh, through their providers, are using it to track patients in their homes. We're installing in a few weeks in a drug and alcohol rehab facility, another area where monitoring patients to to provide a safe environment is critical both within a facility and once patients leave and they're doing rehabilitation outside of a facility as outpatients it's another very very powerful use case and we're also starting in about a month a uh, pilot with a hospital because hospitals are at risk and on the hook for patients once they leave the hospital the hospitals uh, are financially at risk for patients who bounce back in the emergency room within 30 days or so, there are financial penalties as well as uncompensated care. And patients often do the worst when they just leave the hospital in the few weeks Mm. after their illness. And so we're piloting a program for hospitals to track cancer patients who recently had surgery. Once they go home, they're going to be monitored at home. And the hospital then, through their providers, they're going to be able to track patients and see who might be running into trouble after they left the hospital and try to help them before they get to the point where they become so sick that uh, they have a serious health problem or, or end up back in the hospital's emergency room. So really, really many, many different use cases and wearables can play a strong role in all of those use cases that I just mentioned. Man, I love that. I love where this is going. I love having smart people like you uh, working on these problems because it makes me feel better about aging. I'll throw that out there from a person I know. <laughs> um, so, Charles, I, I appreciate you coming on the show. If somebody wants more information on semantics, um, what's the best way for them to get that info? So our website's really informative. It talks a lot about what we just spoke about. The website is somatics.com, S-O-M-A-T-I-X.com. We have a really high-energy uh, uh, company, and uh, we're constantly uh, talking to people from all realms of healthcare and business and, and, and really – interested in seeing where we might find synergies and applications for our technology. So take a look at the website. There's uh, easy ways to uh, reach us through the website, and we're always happy to speak with anybody who might be interested in working with us or finding a use for our technology where we can go and help people in, in unique ways through wearables that may not have been thought of before. That's awesome. Um, well, hey, Charles, thank you for coming on the show. appreciate you uh, hearing more about your background and also the great work you're doing over at Somatics. And to the audience, uh, thank you for tuning in. I hope you got a lot of value out of this. If you did, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, leave me a review, do all those great things we do to support our podcasters. I really do appreciate it. And, uh, Charles, thanks again for coming on the show. Hey, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it.